So theoretically, one should be able to travel before Shabbos as long as, you know, when Shabbos comes in, you would, at that point, take out a Shulchan Aruch and figure out what to do regarding Hilcha Shabbos. And if a person's in a Makam Sakana, in a place of danger, so then, as a Rav would tell him, Sakana, when in, in times of danger, one could violate many Malachis and Shabbos, for, you know, all Malachis and Shabbos for Pikuach Nefesh. So, that would be the original thought. However, comes along the Gemara, Shabbos Tafiyot Test, as we mentioned yesterday, and it tells us, that a person cannot travel on a boat within three days of Shabbos, and as the Baal Hamar explains, and others get into this as well, that traveling would cause, would, would be uh, considered dangerous, and perhaps in Shabbos you will come into a situation where one would have to violate Shabbos, and therefore, three days in advance of Shabbos, one has to be concerned about his whereabouts going into Shabbos, and therefore one is not allowed to travel uh, on a boat within three days of Shabbos due to this concern. The Gemara continues that one would be able to do it with Mitzvah, and we'll get to that at the end of the year today. So that was only one of the many reasons involved with this Isser of travel, with the explanation of travel, of the prohibition of traveling three days before Shabbos. We mentioned a few other ones. One of them was the concern of a Tchum, Tchum Shabbos. We'll get into this when we discuss airplane travel, when uh, let's say a person's flying Friday, Friday uh, afternoon, and they're going to be flying on Shabbos itself. So the question of Tchum Shabbos. That's one concern, the concern of that it looks like you're swimming, a concern of Oynik Shabbos, that the first three days of travel, a person's sick, they're nervous, they're bizarre, and therefore they will not enjoy Shabbos properly, and violating the Karas of the Shabbos Oynik. We had another concern, as we mentioned, of Chil Shabbos, that, that uh, you yourself might have to violate Shabbos in order to save your life. And a similar concern is that the Nachram, the Goyim, who are running the boat, they will be in situations where they will have to do malacha for you, and based on these many reasons, that's how we paskin, shulchan aruch, simon reish, ches, that a person's not allowed to travel within three days of Shabbos. So the question comes up is, manazeh, in today's world of sea travel, when a person goes on a cruise or a yacht, where the situation is different, it's not deemed as the same concern, perhaps someone's, you know, sailboating across, you know, across the world, one could think of, you know, da- putting themselves in danger, but for most cruises and, uh, you know, uh, yachts, you wouldn't feel the same concern that we mentioned previously. So the question is, does this change things, how we view the halacha? Now, I just want to point out, if you look in the writings of many of the Achronim, they say that this Gezerah, I know because some people are going to ask me, this Gezerah is not one of those Gezerahs like Venus Akum, where even if the reason no longer applies, the halacha no longer applies, because, first of all, the Gemara itself gives us some exceptions. The fact that Pemaka Mitzvah's mutter, and that itself shows us that there's very specific reasons why we, why this gazero was put into place, and therefore we do not say loy plug. And if the reason no longer applies, one can't be makol. So many of that Chayim pointed out uh, specifically Rosh Hashanah in a few places, and you and it's apparent from many of the tshuva svarim that this is this is the case that that we we are discussing something that is not. Uh, under the umbrella of lay plug, and if the reason no longer applies, so then the application of this halacha should no longer apply. So let's think about 
your standard cruise ship. So let's say you have a cruise ship that's leaving on Thursday, going to the Caribbean or whatever. You know, today with COVID-19, not too many cruises going, but theoretically, let's say a person was doing that. So let's just go from easiest uh, halachas to avoid, then we'll get into the more complex discussion. So regarding the the concern that some of the Rishonim say that it looks like you're making a it looks like you're swimming it looks like you're making a raft no one you know views someone on a cruise that they're swimming on Shabbos that they're going out to sea on a raft they might build something they know that you're on a vacation you're not going to be doing anything so that's number one a second thing that regarding the Tchum Shabbos so a yacht is typically or the cruise is typically in deep water where it's above you know 10 Tvachim from the ground and various other details you're on the boat before Shabbos. So many of these reasons, there would not necessarily be a concern for Tchum Shabbos. Additionally, regarding the, the concern of having a Nachri Dumalacha for you or a Yisrael Dumalacha for Pekuach Nefesh situation. So two points. Number one, many of these uh, cruises are deemed safe. Of course, there are accidents, but there are accidents in everything in life. You know, there's there's one guarantee in life is that there's the uh, there's there's death. You know, that's the one thing we know that that at some point we're all going to die. So there's a small risk involved, but people wouldn't call it necessarily a sakana where you're always going to be in situations where a person's going to have to violate Shabbos. So therefore, some of the places say that the. the the way the sakana is, perhaps we should no longer be concerned for this halacha of the of the balamar that one would have to be concerned that they're going to have to violate Shabbos to save their life. Additionally, and this is a much stronger factor, is that many of the cruises, the the captain is not Jewish, and even if you're a Jewish passenger, you're not getting involved in the operations. And let's say there's a uh, there's a situation where you'd have to to violate Shabbos for Pekuach Nefesh. They're not asking you to help out. They don't. They have. They have it covered, or they don't have it covered. But they're not. You're not. You're not getting involved. Additionally, the unless you have a, a all Jewish cruise, you could assume Rive. Most people on this cruise is not Jewish. And if you're going on one of those cruises, good luck with your uh, kosher food or your kosher program there. But Independent of that, let's say you're eating your your your, uh, your canned tuna, whatever you brought on your on your cruise or on your voyage. So, since most people are nachrim anyways, so when the gaim do malacha on Shabbos, they're not doing it for you, the Israel. They're doing it for the gaim. So that would be the halacha, and therefore we mitigated most of the the risk involved of uh, the opinions of the rishonim, and therefore it should be mutter, except for one minor detail, and that is the Shita of the Rif. And this is how the Shulchan Aruch Paskins. The Shita of the Rif was, as you mentioned yesterday, that the reason why one is not allowed to go out to see Gimel Yomim Kodim Shabbos is because the first three days of sea travel are prone to get one seasick or to be nervous, to be not feeling well, and therefore... You cannot travel, you cannot put yourself in a situation where you're not going to have Oynik Shabbos when Shabbos comes in. So the question is, what about today? In, in a cruise ship, on a fancy yacht, would you have the same concern? So the post can discuss this. Now, what's the precedent to start being mechalik between how much, you know, uncomfortable, how, how uncomfortable I'm going to be on a boat? So if you look in Shulchan Aruch, the Shulchan Aruch discusses this. The Bach has a, has a discussion on this as well regarding traveling on a river. So one of the reasons brought down why a river would be would be better is because there are less waves and you wouldn't have the same fear factor 
when traveling on a river. Additionally, from a psychological standpoint, when a person sees land on both sides of him, or even on one side, so then you're not just looking in, you know, into deep sea all over, so there's less of a, uh, a, a psychological uh, fear, even though, you know, if it drown, you drown, but there's less of a fear when a person sees land, and many people will get seasick when they go out into the ocean, but when they're on a lake, when they're in a river, or when they're in a, uh, a channel, you know, near nearby an ocean, but they're not away from land, so many people do not get seasick, so that'll be another factor uh, to, to why the Paiskim hundreds of years ago were machalic between river travel and sea travel. But at the end of the day, we see from there, we, we get an education from there, that it really depends on if a person's going to actually get sick and not feel well. So, Vachorinim had this dilemma. When it comes to you know a cruise ship, on one hand, it's a hotel on water. It's a huge uh, ship, and they try obviously people are paying money for this to enjoy it so officially you're not supposed to be getting seasick however many people especially first timers they will get seasick the first couple days so so the price seems like this if the person's used to it and they know that these things don't bother them so then they're allowed to go on a cruise ship because for them they will still have their Arnik Shabbos. However, if someone knows or he, he just gets motion sickness very easily and it's the first time on a cruise ship, so then you should not be going Gimel Yom Kardim Shabbos. Now, just by the way, if this is the only concern, Mishum Arnik Shabbos, there's another machlekes to, to think about. The Rishonim discuss and try to figure out what does Gimel Yom Kardim Shabbos mean? What does three days before Shabbos mean? So I would assume Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, one cannot go travel to see and that's how the Balhamor Paskins. However, some of the other Rishonim say it means Thursday, Friday, Shabbos. So if you look at that Hornim, they say a very simple pshat in the Machlekes. It really depends on what is the reasoning behind this travel ban. If it's because that I can't put myself in a situation where I'm going to end up being Machal Shabbos through Nachri, through Yisrael, so then it makes sense to already start this Isser, this ban, on Wednesday because we know the Gemara Gittin Daf Ayin Zayin tells us that Wednesday, Thursday, Friday is called Kame Shabta. And we mentioned this in the way back in the first year or two on Hilcha Shabbos that every day of the week has a has a part of Shabbos. So the first three days in Hilcha Havdalah, we know you can still make Havdalah up until Tuesday, including Tuesday. So that's after Shabbos, the previous Shabbos, and Wednesday is called Kame Shabbatah, before Shabbos. So then it makes sense that already Wednesday, or Tuesday night actually, Lel Ravi, a person cannot set out to see. However, if the whole concern is Mishum Tsar, is Mishum Onik Shabbos, that a person is not going to have a good Onik Shabbos by traveling two, two, three days before Shabbos. So perhaps the third day already, a person has already gotten used to the fact that they're out to see. And therefore, many of the Chorinim in the Grah, and uh, this is how one can rely on, especially on a cruise where he's not even sure if he'll get seasick. Officially, he's not supposed to, but he knows. So if the cruise is leaving on Wednesday, and then there's definitely what to be semichon. If it's a, uh, you know, it's not, not not deemed dangerous, or most of the occupants are goyim, and that would be the heter for those that go on cruises. So that's the basic sugya of cruise ships. So I just want to point out one more halacha that we'll get to in the future shirim, and then we'll try to come up with some of the details that got lost in this. In this, uh, in this sugyo, where, you know, putting a person, can a person put himself in danger that he knows he's going to have to violate Shabbos? He spoke about the pregnant woman. Does she have to stay 
near near the hospital on Shabbos when she's in her ninth month. So we'll get to that in Mitzvah Shem as well. So just one more point: the Gemara over there in Shabbos tells us if it's Dvar Mitzvah, if it's being done for Dvar Mitzvah, it's Mutter. And if you look in the Torah, Simon Reish Memches, he says, "What's a Dvar Mitzvah?" Well, of course, you know, Dvar Mitzvah is Mutter. There's a discussion about going up to Eretz Yisrael. Of course, that's Dvar Mitzvah. Then he says, "Schayra," doing business, and he says, "Even going to meet someone, going to your friend, that is also called Dvar Mitzvah." And the Beis Yosef writes, "When going to your friend is also Dvar Mitzvah." So then, Oisik Mitzvah Potem and the Mitzvah going to your friends or going out to work. So then, you're never going to be chayiv in any Mitzvahs. Forget about Tila Batzibar, no more Daf Yomi. You're always busy, always seeing someone, you're always going to work, so we're going to have to discuss what exactly is called Var Mitzvah, and there's a fascinating discussion regarding prior, prioritizing someone's life, seeing value in everyday activity, so just a very interesting uh, sugya as we continue the 12-minute halacha share.